0: Hi, and welcome to Crypto Chats, a podcast that explores cryptids, alien encounters, and ghost stories. Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to Crypto Chats. As promised, this is the second episode this week. Um... Just for fun, you know, I'm just feeling it this week, so I figured I'd do two. Today's cryptid was requested by my friend Mike from Moth Boys Podcast. Um, if you haven't checked that out, you definitely should. It's very cool. Uh, We're going to talk about the Grafton Monster. Um, It's a super cool cryptid from West Virginia, um, home of the millions of cryptids that, you know, uh, pop up in the United States. They all live in West Virginia, I am convinced. Um, If they don't live there, they at least have an annual gathering of the cryptids in West Virginia specifically. Um, Anyway, let's get into it. So the Grafton Monster made its first appearance on June 16th in 1964, and this is in Taylor County, West Virginia. Um, to my knowledge, it's very much like a uh, like mining town, almost not like mining, but there's like a rock quarry and like that kind of stuff. So like kind of mining, if you know what that means. Um, anyway, so around 11 p.m. on June 16th in 1964, Uh, There was a newspaper reporter named Robert Cockrell who was driving home alongside a road called Riverside Drive uh, when he rounded a corner and saw a nine-foot-tall creature standing between the road and the riverbank. He described the creature as being super tall, really bulky. It was gray, hairless, a humanoid-like creature that was bipedal that was either headless or just had like really muscular shoulders that were kind of like dwarfing its head um and so after seeing this creature uh he sped home and called some friends to go investigate the area with him where he saw it when they got there the only evidence of the creature even being there that they found um was an area of stomped down grass where it had been standing only so like no trail coming in or out and just you know in that spot And there was like a low humming noise that was coming from the direction of the river that seemed to follow them no matter where they went. So two days later, Robert, who like I said was a newspaper reporter, wrote about his experience in the newspaper that he worked for. And um, suddenly the whole town was ready to find this monster. Um, and, you know, there's, like, big crowds of people with, like, weapons searching for this creature, you know, some out of excitement, some out of fear, and local authorities were like, hey, that's fucking scary, don't do that, and they kind of decided to write the monster off as Spring Fever and basically called it a delusion made by people who were bored and wanted some excitement, which I think is fucking rude, first of all, but, um, I think if I remember correctly, they really only, like, tried to write it off because they were worried about so many people with, like, guns and weapons being out there, like, you know, like, on edge looking for a monster. And they were, like, trying to minimize the amount of, like, accidents that were going to end up happening, um, which I think is kind of fair, but at the same time, like... Rude way to put it. You could have just been like, oh, it was nothing. Um, they later tried to claim that it was a hand cart covered in boxes, which I think is really fucking funny, because I can assure you that if I saw a hand cart that was full of boxes on the side of the road, I would go, oh, that's a hand cart full of boxes, not a fucking monster. Um, so that's really funny to me. I, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but one of my favorite things about investigating and researching cryptids is... The like explanations that people give for them afterwards because they're fucking bonkers and none of them make any sense. Um, so, moving on down the line a little bit, the story of the sighting was later written about by ufologist Gray Barker. Um, and what's interesting about that is that he saw a connection between um, UFO i guess um activity and this monster sighting because there was like a weird correlation between when there would be ufo sightings um and like various like alien activity um and when this monster came around which gives you something to think about um i also love that this man's name is gray like a ufologist named gray like okay i see you um so yeah i don't know i think that's really neat And going back, I know I just bounced around like crazy, but going back to the thing about how people make up crazy explanations to try to explain cryptids away, one of the explanations given by the townspeople was that it was an escaped polar bear. That's fucking hilarious. Like, no, it was not an escaped polar bear. Again, it's like people are always like, oh, it was a bear. It's like, do you know what a bear looks like? I'm sorry, do you know what a bear looks like? Because bears are not nine feet tall. They're not, like, weirdly gray. And I I just, like, fuck off. It's not a bear. That's It's not a polar bear either. In West Virginia? No fucking way. I can't. It's so funny. It makes me laugh so hard. Anyway, um, I think the theory that it is potentially extraterrestrial is very interesting. Um, I know that there are a lot of cryptids out there that I have... Um, talked about that could have potentially been alien in origin um the flatwoods monster or the dover demon um ones like that and i think there is definitely a weird possibility that this cryptid could potentially be alien like especially um when you look at like the the correlation between um ufo sightings in the area and appearances of the monster it's almost like the UFO is sighted, and then like a day or so later, um, somebody sees this monster. Um, which I, I think is just really interesting, and this also happened, when was this, 1964, so, I mean, anything's really possible, like, back then we didn't have, I mean, at this point, all we've got for alien knowledge is that they were confirmed to have existed, and that's something, but back then that wouldn't have been, um, the case, so it, you know, probably took a lot of balls for this guy to go, oh yeah, actually, aliens are real, and that's one of them. Anyway, I wanted to point out that there are, appearance-wise, a lot of similarities in the Grafton monster to the Enfield Horror of Illinois um, from 1973, because the Enfield Horror, granted, it only had three limbs, was very similar in appearance to this guy. Um, and I mean, height wise, like honestly, like it, (laughs) if you don't know what the Enfield horror looks like, you should go and listen to my video or my podcast episode rather about it because it's fucking weird. And, um, when you listen to what it looks like and you compare it to what this one looks like, it's kind of just like the Enfield horror was like a melted version (laughs) of the Grafton monster. Like if you took this guy, um, this Grafton monster and you just fucking like put him in an oven but only like partially, like just like a, like a wax figurine and let them melt a little bit and then send them back out in the world. Um, I don't know. I feel like my brain is buzzing with like potential theories, but they're all very like sci-fi movie. So I'm not going to say them because they're kind of ridiculous. Um, actually, you know what? Fuck it. I will say them. I think, so I think my mind has been made up that I think the Grafton monster is an extraterrestrial, but I'm really just holding on to the theory that they might be connected to the Enfield horror, and I don't know why, but that really just like feels right in my head, so I'm gonna stick with it. Um, and my weird bizarre sci-fi theory is literally just that like something happened upon like entering Earth's atmosphere, and the like Grafton monster got all like fucked up in his UFO. And then, like, landed in Illinois because they, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, something happened. Maybe they, like, an engine burst or something. I don't know if they use engines. I don't know what the fuck they use. But something happened. Something got all weird. And they landed in Illinois instead of West Virginia. And, I don't know, like, maybe their ship exploded on the way. And they melted all weird and funny. I don't know. That's that feels right in my brain. I don't think that that's true. Please take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt because I am mostly just making bullshit up. But I don't know. I think it's I think it's possible. So, unfortunately, in my research, I didn't find really anything for recent sightings, which is kind of a bummer, um, because you guys know how I love um, recent, like, modern, I guess modern is the right word. I don't think it is, but we'll go with it, sightings of cryptids and various creatures, because they're always just, like, they're so cool. And it's like cool to think that something is like still running around now. So in this case, I did not find any modern sightings. But that's okay, because I really truly just think this is an alien. um, And he could pop back in at any time. Um, I do want to talk about though, the fact that this town just kind of jumped up at the opportunity to go find a monster. That's amazing to me nowadays I'm like hey I you know I saw a weird thing on the side of the road you want to go check it out my friends are like what the fuck no like fuck you and I'm just sitting there by myself being like okay with my backpack and my camera just like ready to go um I you know I kind of want to I kind of want to experience that maybe one of these days um a, a UFO will crash and in the town I live in, and it'll send everybody ready for a monster hunt, a COVID socially distanced monster hunt. That would be ideal. I just think that's really neat, though. And I I understand that, like, it's definitely a mix of, like, fear and excitement. Like, I'm sure a lot of people were, like, fucking terrified being like, I want to get rid of this thing. Like, I don't want it, like, around here scaring my kids, my dog, whatever. But I just, I think it's interesting that so many people were like, oh, let's go find it. Like that's, let's go, let's go get it. Let's go get it. Cause that's exactly what I would do, except I wouldn't be yielding a weapon. I'd be like chilling with my fucking, my camera and my audio recorder being like, let's talk to it. Give it an apple. Um, yeah, that's kind of where, where I'm at in this right now. I really, I think I have come to the mental conclusion that this is an alien. Uh, and that's fine. Still cool. Still very cool. In my mind, um, cryptids and aliens are not mutually exclusive, so, um, you know, I mean a lot of things like could be an alien, could not be an alien, could be both, who knows. Um, And I think this is an example of potentially could be both, who knows. Um, Because, you know, I have never seen it. Um, But, I don't know. I really like him. I'm, I'm really glad this was requested because... I like this guy. He reminds me of like a, a matchup from Pokemon. Just like in my head. That's that's what I'm picturing the whole time I'm fucking talking about this, um, which is nonsense. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm like getting really extra rambly right now. So I'm gonna just um, wrap up this episode real quick. Um, I guess that is the. Um, the thing that you that you get when you try to do two episodes in one week is you could just get incredibly extra rambly by the end of it because um, my train of thought is just gone. So, quick Patreon shout-out to my friend Akatuch. Um, you know the drill. My Patreon is in the description of this episode. Um have a lot of cool extras on there feel free to check it out um it would mean so much to me and thank you guys for listening thanks mike from moth boys podcast um for requesting this and again if you have not listened to moth boys podcast you absolutely should they're very cool and they talk a lot about about a lot of cool stuff on there Um, and yeah, so thanks for tuning in to this double episode week. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed and I will see you next week. Bye.